when it was the seven hundred and seventy-ninth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the Persian accosted the young man, saying, O my son, thou art a comely youth, thou hast no sire, and I have no son, and I know an art than which there is no goodlier in the world. Many have sought of me instruction therein, but I consented not to instruct any of them in it. Yet hath my soul consented that I teach it to thee, for thy love hath gotten hold upon my heart, and I will make thee my son, and set up between thee and poverty a barrier. So shalt thou be quit of this handicraft, and toil no more with hammer and anvil, charcoal and fire. Hassan asked, O my lord, and when wilt thou teach me this? And the Persian answered, To-morrow, inshallah, I will come to thee betimes, and make thee in thy presence fine gold of this copper. Whereupon Hassan rejoiced, and sat talking with the Persian till nightfall, when he took leave of him, and going in to his mother, saluted her with the salam, and ate with her. But he was dazed, without memory or reason, for that the stranger's words had gotten hold upon his heart. So she questioned him, and he told her what had passed between himself and the Persian, which when she heard, her heart fluttered, and she strained him to her bosom, saying, O oh, my son, beware of hearkening to the talk of the folk, and especially of the Persians, and obey them not in aught, for they are sharpers and tricksters, who profess the art of alchemy, and swindle people, and take their money, and devour it in vain. Replied Hassan, O oh, my mother, we are paupers, and have nothing he may covet that he should put a cheat on us. Indeed, this Persian is a right worthy sheikh, and the signs of virtue are manifest on him. Allah hath inclined his heart to me, and he hath adopted me to son. She was silent in her chagrin, and he passed the night without sleep, his heart being full of what the Persian had said to him. Nor did slumber visit him for the excess of his joy therein. But when morning morrowed, he rose and taking the keys, opened the shop, whereupon, behold, the Persian accosted him. Hassan stood up to him and would have kissed his hands, but he forbade him from this, and suffered it not, saying, O Hassan, set on the crucible and apply the bellows. So he did as the stranger bade him, and lighted the charcoal. Then said the Persian, O my son, hast thou any copper? And he replied, I have a broken platter. So he bade him work the shears, and cut it into bittocks, and cast it into the crucible, and blow up the fire with the bellows, till the copper became liquid. When he put hand to turban, and took therefrom a folded paper, and opening it, sprinkled thereout into the pot about half a dram of what looked like yellow coal or eye-powder. Then he bade Hassan blow upon it with the bellows, and he did so, till the contents of the crucible became a lump of gold. When the youth saw this, he was stupefied and at his wit's end, for the joy he felt, and taking the ingot from the crucible, handled it and tried it with the file, and found it pure gold, of the finest quality, whereupon his reason fled, and he was dazed with excess of delight, 
and bent over the Persian's hand to kiss it. But he forbade him, saying, Art thou married? And Hassan replied, No. He said, Carry this ingot to the market, and sell it, and take the price in haste, and speak not. So Hassan went down into the market, and gave the bar to the broker, who took it and rubbed it upon the touchstone, and found it pure gold. So they opened the biddings at ten thousand dirhams, and the merchants bid against one another for it up to fifteen thousand dirhams, at which price he sold it, and taking the money, went home and told his mother all that had passed, saying, Oh, my mother, I have learnt this art and mystery. But she laughed at him, saying, There is no majesty, and there is no might, save in Allah, the glorious, the great. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the seven hundred and eightieth night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Hassan the goldsmith told his mother what he had done with the ajami, and cried, I have learnt this art and mystery, she laughed at him, saying, There is no majesty, and there is no might, save in Allah, the glorious, the great. And she was silent for vexation. He took a metal mortar, and returning to the shop, laid it before the Persian, who was still sitting there, and asked him, O oh, my son, what wilt thou do with this mortar? Hassan answered, Let us put it into the fire, and make it lumps of gold. The Persian laughed, and rejoined, O oh, my son, art thou gin mad that thou wouldst go down into the market with two ingots of gold in one day? Knowest thou not that the folk would suspect us, and our lives would be lost? Now, O oh my son, as I teach thee this craft, thou must practice it but once in each twelve month, for that will suffice thee from year to year. Cried Hassan, True, O oh my lord, and sitting down in his open shop, set on the crucible, and cast more charcoal on the fire. Quoth the Persian, What wilt thou, O oh my son? And quoth Hassan, Teach me this craft. There is no majesty, and there is no might, save in Allah, the glorious, the great, exclaimed the Persian, laughing. Verily, O my son, thou art little of wit, and in no wise fitted for this noble craft. Did ever any during all his life learn this art on the beaten way, or in the bazaars? If we busy ourselves with it here, the folk will say of us, These practice alchemy and the magistrates will hear of us, and we shall lose our lives. Wherefore, O my son, as thou desire to learn this mystery forthright, come thou with me to my house. So Hassan barred his shop, and went with that ajami. But by the way he remembered his mother's words, and thinking in himself a thousand thoughts, he stood still with bowed head. The Persian turned, and seeing him thus standing, laughed, and said to him, Art thou mad? What? I in my heart purpose thee good, and thou misdoubtest I will harm thee. Presently adding, But if thou fear to go with me to my house, I will go with thee to thine, and teach thee there. Hassan replied, Tis well, O uncle. And the Persian rejoined, Go thou before me. 
so hassan led the way to his own house and entering told his mother of the persian's coming for he had left him standing at the door she ordered the house for them and when she had made an end of furnishing and adorning it her son bade her to go to one of the neighbors lodgings so she left her home to them and wended her way whereupon hassan brought in the persian who entered after asking leave then he took in hand a dish and going to the market returned with food which he set before the persian saying eat o my lord that between us there may be bread and salt and may almighty allah do vengeance upon the traitor to bread and salt the persian replied with a smile true o my son who knoweth the virtue and worth of bread and salt then he came forward and ate with hassan till they were satisfied after which the ajami said o my son hassan bring us somewhat of sweetmeats so hassan went to the market rejoicing in his words and returned with ten saucers of sweetmeats of which they both ate and the persian said may allah abundantly requite thee o my son it is the like of thee with whom folk company and to whom they discover their secrets and teach what may profit him then he said o hassan bring the gear but hardly did hassan hear these words than he went forth like a colt let out to grass in springtide and hastening to the shop fetched the apparatus and set it before the persian who pulled out a piece of paper and said o hassan by the bond of bread and salt wert thou not dearer to me than my son i would not let thee into the mysteries of this art for i have none of the elixir left save what is in this paper but by and by i will compound the simples whereof it is composed and i will make it before thee know o my son hassan that to every ten pounds of copper thou must set half a drachm of that which is in this paper and the whole tin will presently become unalloyed virgin gold presently adding o my son o hassan there are in this paper three ounces egyptian measure and when it is spent i will make the other and more hassan took the packet and finding therein a yellow powder finer than the first said to the persian o my lord what is the name of this substance and where is it found and how is it made but he laughed longing to get hold of the youth and replied of what dost thou question indeed thou art a forward boy do thy work and hold thy peace so hassan arose and fetching a brass platter from the house shore it in shreds and threw it into the melting pot then he scattered on it a little of the powder from the paper and it became a lump of pure gold when he saw this he joyed with exceeding joy and was filled with amazement and could think of nothing save the gold but whilst he was occupied with taking up the lumps of metal from the melting pot the persian pulled out of his turban in haste a packet of cretan bang which if an elephant smelt he would sleep from night to night and cutting off a little thereof put it in a piece of the sweetmeat then he said o hassan 
thou art become my very son and dearer to me than soul and wealth and i have a daughter whose like never have eyes beheld for beauty and loveliness symmetry and perfect grace now i see that thou befittest none but her and she none but thee wherefore if it be allah's will i will marry thee to her replied hassan i am thy servant and whatso good thou dost me will be a deposit with the almighty and the persian rejoined o my son have fair patience and fair shall betide thee therewith he gave him the piece of sweetmeat and he took it and kissing his hand put it in his mouth knowing not what was hidden for him in the aftertime for only the lord of futurity knoweth the future but hardly had he swallowed it than he fell down head foregoing heels and was lost to the world whereupon the persian seeing him in such a calamitous case rejoiced exceedingly and cried oh thou hast fallen into my snares o gallows carrion o dog of the arabs this many a year have i sought thee and now i have found thee o hassan and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the seven hundred and eighty-first night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when hassan the goldsmith ate the bit of sweetmeat given to him by the ajami and fell fainting to the ground the persian rejoiced exceedingly and cried this many a year have i sought thee and now i have found thee then he girt himself and pinioned hassan's arms and binding his feet to his hands laid him in a chest which he emptied to that end and locked it upon him moreover he cleared another chest and laying therein all hassan's valuables together with the piece of the first gold lump and the second ingot which he had made locked it with a padlock then he ran to the market and fetching a porter took up the two chests and made off with them to a place within sight of the city where he set them down on the seashore hard by a vessel at anchor there now this craft had been freighted and fitted out by the persian and her master was waiting him so when the crew saw him they came to him and bore the two chests on board then the persian called out to the rice or captain saying up and let us be off for i have done my desire and won my wish so the skipper sang out to the sailors saying weigh anchor and set sail and the ship put out to sea with a fair wind so far concerning the persian but as regards hassan's mother she awaited him till supper-time but heard neither sound nor news of him so she went into the house and finding it thrown open entered and saw no one there and missed the two chests and their valuables wherefore she knew that her son was lost and that doom had overtaken him and she buffeted her face and rent her raiment crying out and wailing and saying alas my son ah alas the fruit of my vitals ah and she recited these couplets my patience fails me and grows anxiety 
and with your absence growth of grief I see. By Allah, patience went what time ye went. Loss of all hope, how suffer patiently? When lost, my loved one, how can joy I sleep? Who shall enjoy such life of low degree? Thou art gone, and desolating house and home, Hast foul the fount erst flowed from foulness free. Thou wast my fame, my grace, mid folk, my stay. Mine aid wast thou in all adversity. Perish the day when from mine eyes they bore my friend, Till sight I thy return to me. And she ceased not to weep and wail till the dawn, when the neighbors came in to her and asked her of her son, and she told them what had befallen him with the Persian, assured that she should never, never see him again. Then she went round about the house, weeping and wending. She espied two lines written upon the wall, so she sent for a scholar who read them to her, and they were these. Layla's phantom came by night when drowsiness had overcome me, toward morning while my companions were sleeping in the desert. But when we awoke to behold the nightly phantom, I saw the air vacant, and the place of visitation was distant. When Hassan's mother heard these lines, she shrieked and said, Yes, O oh my son, indeed the house is desolate, and the visitation place is distant. Then the neighbors took leave of her, and after they had prayed that she might be vouchsafed patience and speedy reunion with her son, went away. But she ceased not to weep all watches of the night and tides of the day, and she built a middlemost the house, a tomb, whereupon she let write Hassan's name and the date of his loss, and thenceforward she quitted it not, but made a habit of incessantly biding thereby night and day such was her case but touching her son hassan and the ajami this persian was a magian who hated moslems with exceeding hatred and destroyed all who fell into his power he was a lewd and filthy villain a hankerer after alchemy an astrologer and a hunter of hidden hordes such a one as he of whom quoth the poet a dog dog-fathered by dog-grandsire bred no good in dog from dog-race issued e'en for a gnat no resting-place gives he who is composed of seed by all men shed the name of this accursed was barum the guabra and he was wont every year to take a muslim and cut his throat for his own purposes so when he had carried out his plot against Hassan the goldsmith, they sailed on from dawn till dawn, when the ship made fast to the shore for the night, and at sunrise, when they set sail again, Baram bade his black slaves and white servants bring him the chest wherein were Hassan. They did so, and he opened it, and taking out the young man made him sniff up vinegar and blew a powder into his nostrils. Hassan sneezed and vomited the balm. Then, opening his eyes, he looked about him right and left, and saw himself a middleward the sea on board a ship in full sail, and saw the Persian sitting by him, whereupon he knew that the accursed 
Magian had put a cheat on him, and that he had fallen into the very peril against which his mother had warned him. So he spake the saying which shall never shame the sayer, to wit, There is no majesty and there is no might save in Allah, the glorious, the great. Verity, we are Allah's, and unto him we are returning. O my God, be thou gracious to me in thine appointment. Give me patience to endure this thine affliction, O Lord of the three worlds. Then he turned to the Persian and bespoke him, softly saying, O my father, what fashion is this, and where is the covenant of bread and salt, and the oath thou swearest to me? But Barum stared at him and said, O dog, knoweth the like of me bond of bread and salt? I have slain of use like thee a thousand, save one, and thou shalt make up the thousand. And he cried out at him, and Hassan was silent, knowing that the fate shaft had shot him. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section 2